persistent imagination, centered in the feeling of the wish fulfilled, is the secret of all successful operations. This alone is the means of fulfilling the intention. Every stage of man's progress is made by the conscious, voluntary exercise of the imagination. Hello friends, before we begin today's lecture, I want to let you know about my Unlock God Mode experience and the special May 2024 cohort that we're going to be doing this upcoming month. Unlock God Mode is a unique 10-hour audio course that invites you on a powerful journey of awareness, intention, consciousness, and manifestation. Inside the course, you'll be taught powerful tools and manifestation frameworks to help you unlock the next level of your reality, up-level your creation skills, deepen your relationship with yourself, and develop a limitless mind, and also tap into absolute faith and trust in the divine. We are about to begin the May 2024 Unlock God Mode cohort, so for anyone who joins Unlock God Mode this week, you will be added to the May 2024 group coaching calls. These are bonus weekly group calls with me and other members of the group, and I'll only be doing them this May. Also, as a bonus, for those that join this week, you'll receive a one-on-one personal coaching call with me to help you with any challenges or goals that you have. So head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes to lock in your spot in the Unlock God Mode experience. For those that join, this will be an extraordinary life-changing, transformative experience for you, and I'm so excited to have you in the group. I hope to see you inside the course, and now, enjoy this episode. Now, what does he mean by repentance? It means this, it tests the individual's ability to enter into and partake of the nature of the opposite. I see someone and they are, well, they're behind the eight ball financially. They have to pay rent, they have to buy clothes, feed themselves, and maybe they have obligations to society. Others to feed, others to clothe. They may be a father, mother. And I meet them and they are not employed. Now it tests my ability to put them into the state where they are gainfully employed. I bring them before my mind's eye, and I represent them to myself as gainfully employed. And to the degree that I am self-persuaded of the reality of what I am seeing and hearing and doing, to that degree they become exactly what I am doing, all in my imagination. Well, if tomorrow or in the immediate present they actually conform outwardly to what I am doing inwardly, I have found the creative power. I try it again with another one. I try it with another one, and I keep on trying it, and it works. Well, then I tell it, and ask everyone who will listen to me and believe it to try it. See if you can exercise that same power in you. It's not a different power. There's only one Christ. They aren't a numberless little Christ running around the earth. Only one Christ, and that Christ is your own wonderful human imagination. So if I exercise my imagination and it proves itself in performance, and then you exercise your imagination and it proves itself in performance, it's the same imagination. Individualized as Neville, individualized as you, regardless of your name, then you share it with another. 
and you tell it to others. Well, if I can tell it to the point where they are persuaded to try it, and in trying it, it proves itself in the testing, well, we have found him. So when the, you read in the scripture, I have found him. Found whom? I have found the one of whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote. Jesus of Nazareth. Well, the word Jesus simply means what Jehovah means. It means salvation. It means to save. If I save someone from poverty by putting him into a state of affluence, well, then that's Jesus. I'm exercising the same power. If someone is unwell, and I represent him to myself as being the embodiment of health, and he conforms to it, then that's Jesus. He saved him from what? From being unwell. Well, if I try it and try it and try it, and it proves itself, what does it matter what others think? What does it matter what anyone thinks about what I am talking about? I only know that it proves itself. It works. But if it works, well, then try it. So this is the power of which I speak. Not some peculiar little thing on the outside. You don't buy it. It's innate. You exercise it. So you're told to repent. You're the beginning of the exercise of the power. And when you reach a certain degree of intensity, that power is born. And it's born in you and then personified as a little child. And you actually feel yourself coming out of your own skull. And here is a little child wrapped in swaddling clothes. And it is your child. Now, you didn't form some little child in your head. The child is a sign of your birth from above. It's a sign of your arrival into the creative stream of God. One, now you're now one with the creative power of God. And there's only God. Nothing but God. Man is all imagination, and God is man. And exist in us, and we in him. The creative power of God is man's imagination. That is actually Jesus Christ himself. There is no other Jesus Christ. So all of a sudden, you find that this is what the world is talking about. But they put him on the outside, and made some little God of him when he is housed in everyone. Now let me show you from my own experience what I know about this law. I can waste power in the world of Caesar. We're doing it by the billions every year with our little war and all the nonsense we have in the world. This power you can't waste. You can misuse it, but you can't waste it. I can misuse it every moment of time by imagining unlovely things about people, unlovely things about myself. And I can use it hatefully. Well, I can't waste it. I'll show you why you can't waste it. One night, many, many years ago, I suddenly became aware of two beings. I am the one perceiving them. So the three, but I am the perceiver. Here above me stands the most beautiful woman imaginable, an angel. <clears throat> an angel of beauty and of everything that was lovely. And below me, the most monstrous thing that man could ever conceive. Covered in hair, like an ape, but it could speak. It spoke guttery. I looked at it, and then it looked at me, and then it pointed to this beautiful angelic being. And it called this woman, Mother. Well, I was so annoyed with this monstrous thing that I pummeled it. It gloated. It loved violence. It fed on violence. Every time I was violent, it became stronger. And this beautiful thing, glowing, but this one is calling it mother. And suddenly, as I am beating this thing, 
I realize what this is the embodiment of all of my misspent energy. As this one is the embodiment and personification of every noble thought I've ever entertained. I looked at this thing. I had no one with whom I could swear. I felt a compassion I have never known before. I looked at this monstrous thing and realized it is but the result of my own misused energy. It never should have been given birth. And I say to myself, I will redeem you if it takes me eternity. I pledged myself to redeem it. And do you know what happened? At that very moment before my eyes, the whole thing withered. That monstrous thing, the embodiment of power, horrible looking thing, it all got smaller and smaller and smaller and left no trace of ever having been present. But as it got smaller and smaller and disappeared, the energy returned to me. I felt infinite power. I felt like I could have done anything. The power returned to me. It wasn't wasted. It was misused, but not lost. Nothing is lost in all my holy mountain. So you can't lose the power. You can misuse the power, but you can't lose it. But you will confront it one day in a monstrous thing like that. And you'll exactly what I did. You won't wait to redeem him at the very moment that you prayed yourself and you meet it. I'll redeem you if it takes me eternity. At that moment, that monstrous thing with us gets smaller and smaller, and this one glows. It becomes radiant like a star. She is the embodiment and the permanent personification getting ever greater of your own noble, wonderful thoughts. Every lovely act of yours feeds her. Every ignoble act of yours feeds him. And they walk with you. This one whispers the lovely things, encouraging you to be noble. And this one whispers the violent things. If you are at the crossroads as to what you should do, this one wants to be fed. He can only feed on violence. And this one can only feed on the noble, lovely thoughts of man. And man creates them. You see your own creation, and it's all the same power of your own wonderful human imagination. From then on, you know where you are. You are a creative power. And you go out to change everything in your world to make it conform to something lovelier. And you don't do it on the outside. You do it on the inside. You do it all in your imagination. The imagination is God. And there is no other God. His name is I am forever and forever and forever. That's God. And yet when you do meet the personification of your own imagination, you see a man. And that man is infinite love. You will also meet him in another garment and he is infinite power. He is infinite wisdom. And you realize that the being that you really are is a protean being. He plays all the parts. When you meet him, his fundamental being is love. But he also is power. And you see him as power. And he also is wisdom, and you see him as wisdom. And you don't have to ask any question as to who are you. It's so obvious that you stand in the presence of infinite power, or infinite wisdom, or infinite love. And you know the truth of these statements of Scripture. When they said God is love, you stand in the presence of God. Infinite love. And it's a man. Our scientists tell us of an impersonal force. This is not impersonal. This is very personal. God is a man. You are a man. God is no more. Your own humanity learned to adore. For everything here is God.
And God being man, his every attribute is personified. So when you meet God as power, it's man. Meet him as wisdom, it's man. Meet him as love, it's man. So I tell you, this power of which I speak is right here in your own wonderful human imagination. You've been listening to the Manifest with Neville Goddard podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow the podcast on Spotify and Apple to receive future lectures. And visit nevildaily.com to join the free Neville Goddard newsletter. And if you have a moment, please rate the podcast. Before you go, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to fundamentally transform your reality and upgrade your consciousness? If so, join the in-depth immersive audio course Unlock God Mode, a guide to upgrade your consciousness to greater wealth, love, and success. This course is an in-depth exploration of your reality, a chance for you to get 30 mental upgrades, one lesson a day for 30 days that will shift your reality, upgrade your consciousness, dissolve limiting beliefs, and unlock the God mode of your personal reality. Each lesson is 15 to 30 minutes long and will guide you day by day on how to implement and test your creative power. If you're someone who wants to see real-world results with manifestation and the power of the mind, this course is designed for you. For a limited time, you can get a special discount by using the promo code GRATITUDE. Head over to unlockgodmode.xyz or use the link in the show notes. I hope you join me in this unique experience. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.